0: In the name of the father and the son and the holy ghost amen there was once a great captain who was honored by his soldiers with the name of the eagle because of his speed and agility when striking down all his enemies i may be an eagle he said to his soldiers but you You, my obedient soldiers, are the wings by which I soar. The Church, too, can be likened to an eagle, and we baptized souls are her wings by which she she soars. She soars when all her members obey and observe her precepts. It is through the voluntary abstinence which each member of the mystical body of Christ, each of us, take on yearly during Lent that the Church is purifying. Now that Lent is over and our yearly Lenten observance has now come to an end, we must now put the glories of these 40 days behind us to celebrate the glorious resurrection of our Lord and Savior. This is the day which the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad <laughs> in it. Truly we must rejoice today for Christ, three days after his most sorrowful passion and death has risen as he said he would, Resurrexit, Sicut Dixit. Now despite the great contrast Between the gloom of Lent, the woe of passion tide, and the glorious joy of Easter, we can find a common theme between them all. They all treat of the human body. During Lent we chastised the body through abstinence. Our hearts were stirred at how cruelly the body of Christ was treated during his passion and death. His death reminds us of its separation from his soul. And today, today we celebrate the glorious resurrection of Christ, the body, the glorious body of Christ. Those who attended the Easter Vigil Ceremony yesterday will remember the singing of the prophecies, the first being the story of creation. After having made the entire universe as a final touch, God made man in His image, using what was already made, namely earth with some water. He breathed into it to form man a beautiful union of body and soul. You see, a man too can be compared to the ego, or better yet, to an army. The soul can be likened to a captain, and the body, the soldiers of the army. During a combat, these members of the army are placed in the front line, and faced with the reality of death every day, the soldiers are often always on the move, agitated, and tirelessly in action. Likewise, the body, faced with the fears of death and its corruption, is always in perpetual motion, in agitation, and in action. Perhaps, dear faithful, our Lent was not so glorious after all. Perhaps our many failures discouraged us. Perhaps we did not keep our Lenten resolutions as we should have and perhaps we have fallen into sin. And perhaps we blame the body. And perhaps we have grown to have a disdain or even a contempt for the body. The body is always agitated. The body, like a child, is very needy, always agitated and demanding. And this can be burdensome for parents. Perhaps some uh, may be inclined to just give in to his demand every time and it won't be long till it demands even more. More demands and more rebellion. When he has tasted pleasure, the body will go after more pleasure. Urging to be satisfied, wailing to be gratified, kicking and screaming to get all the gratification instantly. Without proper discipline from a young age, it would be very difficult to bring the body into subjection, into submission to the captain, his noble soul. Soldiers, as you know, must be obedient to the captain. Like the words of the centurion who have soldiers under his authority, I say to this, go, and he goeth, and to another, come, and he cometh, and do this, and he doeth it. But despite how noble the soul may be, man, we must always remember, is still by definition a union of body and soul. We are not angels. We are neither angels nor animals. We are neither angels nor beasts. The body is very much a part of man, whether we like it or not. What can the soul, so noble and so intelligent and so bright, do without the body? What can the soul do without the body? On its own, it cannot utter a single word, it cannot take a single step nor form a thought. If the afflicted soul wishes to express its sorrows, it must borrow tears and sighs from the body. If it rejoices to express its joy, it must borrow laughter and jubilation from the body. In vain do so many stars shine in the sky. For the soul, if the body is not there, to gaze upon the stars and marvel upon them. From the body the soul can delight in the taste of good food, good cooking, the harmonies and melodies of music to the ears and the fragrance to the nose. The soul operates through the flesh, so much so that even the very act of dying and going into corruption is the function the body and the flesh. So, dear faithful, this is our nature, body and soul. Not just body for the pleasure, not just soul without the body, body and soul. Man was God's final touch to the great work of creation. Remember, God saw all the things that He had made and He said, they were very good. This means that man being both body and soul is just how God envisioned it to be. Just as he likes it, as he pleases it, that man to be the way he is. And today we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord. Jesus resurrected from the dead. He suffered many bodily pains, many scourgings. He was spat upon, crown of thorns, nailed to the cross, all these bodily pains and wounds. And yet he came back with a body, a glorified body, as ours will be one day too. So Christ came back truly man, body and soul. Now the Christian religion is made for man, body united to the soul again. Christ himself took man's nature, body and soul. You see, the daily readings over Lent, the various readings at Mass over Lent, if you have done it, if you have meditated upon them, you would know how much Christ loved mankind. Christ not only came down to save us, you see, he could have easily done away with us, When Adam sinned, he could have just destroyed mankind completely. There were just two of them to destroy, Adam and Eve. He could have destroyed them immediately. But no, he promised to come down and save us. And then when he came down at the Passion, you saw how he emptied himself to the very last drop of blood. How much more can he show us that he loves us man? loves mankind, body and soul. The Christian religion is made for man. This true faith of ours is the only religion, as you know, that is not very pleasing to the body. While other religions are very quick to grant all honest and licit pleasures and also permitting even shameful ones, ours alone always perpetually shown herself to be a champion of moderation of the soul governing the body of the soul governing the demands of the body this is like what jesus said i came not to send peace but the sword jesus came to teach us to war against the body to bring it to subjection so that the noble soul may reign in each member of the mystical body. In another place, Christ has said, Fear not those who can kill the body, those who are not able to kill the soul. So why fear bodily persecutions when we know we will rise again? These words gave strength and courage to martyrs all throughout Christendom when their body were inflicted with the cruelest tortures and torments. By God's grace, they triumphed over the bodily pain and suffering and were crowned with martyrdom. You see, they really merited their entry into heaven, didn't they? It is quite strange today. Today is very different. Instead of being faced with an open and direct persecution, with Uh, instruments of tortures, Christians today are enticed with all sorts of pleasure so that they would, in a certain sense, be amused to death. Christians today are tempted to be amused all the time, to be amused to death and even to eternal death. You know, sometimes when I go and fly, um, you don't know, use the content, take a flight. It's how staggering to see almost everybody's on their phone just scrolling and scrolling, perpetually scroll- scrolling while waiting for the plane. Nobody seems to be reading anymore. It's just scrolling and be amused by all these little videos. So, today, instead of being persecuted and being um. Being in fear of being persecuted by bodily pains, Christians are persecuted in the other way by pleasure. They probably have learned, the perse- persecutors in the, in the past has probably learned the efficacy of the blood of martyrs. So they change the strategy. They persecute through pleasure. To produce effeminate men who are no longer capable of dying. And sacrificing for Christ and His Church. So let us be aware of the tactic of today's persecutors. The church cannot be left as a wingless eagle unable to soar. The church cannot be left as an army with effeminate soldiers no longer able to win any battles. This is a day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Christ, the head of the church, has conquered death. He, our good and faithful captain, assures us in the intro, I arose and am still with thee, Alleluia. I arose from my horrible death and I still remain with you. So you see the resurrection is our hope. He has thrown open the gates of heaven of everlasting life. Christ is our victory. Christ is our King, and He will lead us into the battle, the battle with the evil one, and the battle within ourselves. We can hope in Christ, we can hope in his resurrection. Christ is risen from the dead. For if Christ be risen from the dead, we also shall be risen one day, body and soul. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen.